my partner, Melissa Yamaguchi, and this is episode number, oh, can you not hear me? Nine. Oh. I think nine. <laughs> no, it's, it's ten. It's actually ten. This is episode really? ten. Yes, we're so, you know, we're just gaining momentum. I can feel it. But today we have an amazing, amazing guest who, wow, she, her, well, she's a naturopath. She uh, she has a wonderful story, and I'm going to let her tell it. But she went to a college that I have a warm place in my heart for because I did a speaking engagement there once, and it was one of the best talks that I ever gave, not because I was so great, but because the response and their ability to take in information of the kind that I was sharing was so profound. Bastyr University was like amazing. I was super excited. I just wanted to do all their commencement yeah. speeches. <laughs> anyway, so we have Dr. Cassie Huckabee, who is a naturopath, and I'm sure she's many other things that I'm not uh, addressing here. But welcome to our show. Uh, welcome to Thank The you. Little Outcomes of the Sun podcast. Thanks. Thanks. Well, I think one of my favorite monikers for you, Dr. Huckabee, is that you are the Marie Kondo of lifestyle, and I'm most interested. In that. <laughs> That's a huge compliment. Yeah. My closet can only hear that now, right? <laughs> That's awesome. Um, well, talk to us about kind of tell us a little bit about your story and why you got into this. I mean, just so you know, we kind of we focus outcomes of the sun on mental health. But what okay. I love about your your work is that, you know, you, you really speak the same language as Melissa and I. We talk about getting sun, eating properly, drinking water, breathing, you know, grounding, doing all these basic, simple things that really are about, you know, igniting your own body's ability to fight disease and be healthy, right? M making your body as as wonderfully active as it and 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 profound as it can be and that's kind of what you do but i'd love for you to kind of to make the conversation kind of enlighten people that have mental health issues you know and worry about that if you can but t tell us your story a little bit like how you got into this Absolutely. Well, and I would say the one thing, like before we even begin the conversation, I think one of the things, um, our language surrounding so many things in health and wellness um, has just been captured in the most disgusting way. So I would say that if you are human, which we all are, then the world of what we call mental health is of utmost importance to all of us. Because even if we can come here and be in this space, like all three of us, we all have different things that we're not bringing to this space that we could put in, you know, the category of mental wellness, illness, whatever you would want to call it, right? The truth of the truth of the truth is we are human beings and we are in a very, very real human experience, which is so dynamic and so far reaching in every possible direction. And so I love that the focus is here because if we were being honest about medicine, we would put this number one, right? Which is why I do what I do because I found that a lot of what we do in medicine under the guise of helping people is actually imprisoning them, making them see themselves as some sort of a walking pathology. Um, this constant comparison to some fictional 
version of what a normal human being is and is supposed to be and should be and how they should behave, talk, feel, act, express, experience, and heal. Right. And when I start looking at that and you look at that under, you know, the lens of what we value, massively value on both sides of medicine, traditional, which is allopathic, and even the more natural holistic side, we value what? In all research and studies, which our gold standard is randomized, double-blind, placebo-controlled trials. Why? The double-blind of that is that the doctor or the practitioner and the participant can't know what's going on because their beliefs can alter outcome. So then we're in a field of medicine where we start the patient encounter with altering belief, right? With giving a diagnosis, with calling it something. And the, the purpose for calling it something is not to liberate you, is not to show you the beauty in you, but to show you the flaw, to identify it, to call it something, and then create a tangible something that you must fight against. And when you look at that, we start fragmenting the human being, even in our attempt to help them. And so this was, you know, that's a long introduction to why what you guys are doing is so valuable and why my medicine had to start being truthful before it was naturopathic, right? I have moved away from calling it, you know, naturopathic, holistic, functional, integrative, um, (laughs) because what I have identified is we are human beings. <laughs> the body knows healing. Yes. The human mind does, right? The the human body has the capacity to heal any and everything that you could possibly encounter in this lifetime. The human brain and mind and our capacity to explain why and how it does what it does, we are nowhere close. <laughs> nowhere right. close. Right. We just now discovered the lymphatic system within the brain, right? We said there was no lymph in the brain and now we found the glymphatic system so like that's puzzle pieces that we're still catching up on with the human intellect the body however the intelligence the capacity that it has is absolutely unbelievable but we give no we don't even acknowledge it right we'll talk about it in very you know motivational ways but we don't honor it and we sure as heck as far as what i've seen in medicine we do not use it we do not give the person the capacity to even understand what they're sitting in. <laughs> and so then if you don't understand what you're sitting in, the, and it has an expression, right, which is what I call all symptoms healing expressions, because we've got to change the way we speak so that we can change the way we understand. Yes. And so when you're having a healing expression and you've been told that anything that is not quote unquote normal is wrong, then your every waking breath moment feeling in life is a threat yeah you don't even go into you know what the world has called mental illness and all of the terms and all of the names underneath that which are all (laughs) man-made um and we just look at what would it feel like to be the most powerful thing on the planet but to be taught to be afraid of the thing that you are the thing that's saving life the thing that's keeping you here the thing that's fighting for you every second of every single day. And so this was at the tail end of the learning (laughs) that was my healing journey because I had to start asking better questions to get better answers. And every question I asked started unraveling things because a truth can hold. Anything that's not a truth can't hold. And so then when I was just in the position of, I will not give anything, one, that I haven't done, or two, that I don't know 
is true. It started really, really compressing and making very small the amount of things that I could re rely on to utilize to influence and help and support human physiology, a human life and a human being, right? And so the things that you talked about at the very beginning of this, right? The simple things, right? Became the most magnificent things. <laughs> Just right. like body, even though you're told it is the thing you should fear the most, is the thing you should honor the most, the only thing that you should trust, right? And it's proven itself to you every single day every single day like even if you were just to do like okay just give me the statistics everybody listening anyone that ever comes across this conversation how many days of your life has your body saved you perfectly yeah how many right depending on how much chronological time you've had on this planet <laughs> all of us could say all of it regardless of the chronological time that has passed every right. single day of our our body has proven itself to us yes Every Absolutely. How many days of our lives has it sabotaged us and stolen our life? If you're here, if you can hear this, <laughs> right, from what we understand with the universe that we're in right now, none of them, right? And so life and death are two totally, like, two giant conversations, and we're going to stay within the realm of life, right, because that's where we're at. Um, but when you're dealing with this, this is where those truths, those things that you started this conversation with, the simple things, they're the magnificent things. Your body, Absolutely. that's the medicine. Your life is the medicine. Your Absolutely. body is the, student, the pharmacy, the pharmaceuticals. It is everything. And if Absolutely. We start, can you imagine how much peace we would have in our bodies, in our hearts, in our souls, and in our spirits just with being a human? <laughs> without even taking any steps further um, right claiming so claiming claiming that let me interrupt you just to kind of ask a kind of throw a question in here because you're talking about the body and the physiology and mm -hmm. you know from from what we understand you know our our not being doctors understanding of the world but the microbiome the heart the the body the sensations all of it it you know that's that's almost become a bigger brain than the brain the brain kind of does it gets shit done excuse me but it like you know okay i can order this i can do that i can get up at a certain time that's really the job of the brain is really like let's computerization yeah we, let's get things done but the body is really responding at so many different levels that we're not even like you said we're not honoring that right and we're also not giving it permission to do what it what it needs to do because we've been told by outside sources people that are smarter than us that we think are smarter than us that you you know like something's wrong like you said we're labeling something wrong the minute you label something wrong then the brain gets it in there and gets all messed up about it right like oh shh, there's something wrong you know like uh, go into fight or flight, do whatever it does. And the body's like going, no, 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 I've got, I've got this. And yet we don't honor it and we don't acknowledge it. So there's, there's a lack of sync between the body and the brain, that body brain connection. Would you kind of, would that be something that makes sense to you or? Um, yes. Yeah, so I think, I think I understand what you're saying. And I, I would say 
some clarification things that I have found just through, because I have the absolute privilege to work with people every single day. Um, so you get to see behind the scenes on this stuff and put different types of language to it. And what I have seen is the body doesn't need our permission, um, but we do get in the way, right? And the part that's getting in the way is the mind, right? And yeah. the actions we take to satiate and comfort the mind, right? And the mind is, um, the, is a very, very powerful thing, but if we were utilizing it effectively and appropriately, it would be a tool, right? It is what keeps us organized. It's what helps us know, you know, where to go and what to do. And it's this massive, massively, it, to say, to compare it even to a computer is nowhere even close to doing it justice, right? The magnificence of the capacity that it has. Um, and, but what it is really is our stories that we're serving, right? We utilize this beautiful mind to reinforce stories. And it's the stories yeah. that the fear, right? And then that fear usually informs our actions. So it's not that the body needs permission. So I always use just like a, a cut, right? Um, to explain some of these concepts, because at no point does the body say, okay, brain, can I have permission to do what I know how to do? It just starts, right? The second you get cut on your arm, the brilliance is already at work. <laughs> um, it is right. absolutely magnificent and perfect in the steps that it takes. It never has to stop to ask you a question. It never has to stop to ask if you took the right supplement, ate the right <laughs> meal, or on the right diet, meditated this morning, if you slept well, it has. It does not need any of that, right? Um, and what it does is perfection in healing. It is the expert in healing. So what can happen is if you don't understand how a cut heals, say you had never seen a scab before. So the scab looks gnarly but it is the healing, right? Just like all symptoms. And when the symptoms are the healing, even if your judgment of it, that thing is ugly, it's itchy, it's seeming to be the part that's swelling and hot and let me scrape it off. <laughs> so that's when we can interfere with the brilliance of the body. And we do it all the time. And in a society that values information over wisdom and truth, you can interfere on a level unlike we've ever seen before. That's why we're seeing a population that is not well, not well at all. Yeah. Because we are intervening on the level of what we think is knowledge, but most of it is intellectual accumulation that profits industry, that profits business, and that definitely doesn't free the human being. And so when we look at it from this angle, you would have to, just like with the cut, understand that okay so scabs don't look <laughs> pretty compared to what we have been told beauty is right it's not a pretty response so if we think that that's bad we will take an action against it if right. we think that that's the problem we will take an action against it that will impede the natural progression of the healing that would already happen right there is nothing in you that has to um like i always go to the extreme of things to really you know, bring these points into your, your psyche, your spirit, your soul, right? A woman does not have to know physics. She doesn't have to know biochemistry. She doesn't have to know biology. She doesn't have to know metaphysics or quantum physics or anything at all to be able to conceive a child. And she does it perfectly. She mm -hmm. creates a human life without thought, without effort, without, you know, strategy, and then in the same breath, we will honor that. But in the same breath, we'll say, but with healing, 
the body has no idea what it's doing. Or we say it knows what it's doing up into this level and anything past this level, it has no idea because we've called it something different. And this is where with truth, you cannot have an exception. There are no exceptions. So either the body is the most magnificent thing on the planet and it doesn't require our human intellect to guide it, to instruct it. Do you find it. that one of the biggest hurdles then that you face with this knowledge that you shared with us, with this mm -hmm. understanding and this truth, right. do you find that the biggest hurdle you face is in the re-education of your patients the minute they come to you? Is that mm -hmm. your biggest challenge before? You, know, you said something about you cut your arm and it begins to heal immediately. I And I was sitting there thinking, yeah, sometimes in spite of ourselves. You know, I, I grew up on a farm and I the things that would be slapped on, wounds, yeah. always kind of, I marveled at that there's no way I could do it now. I mean, I yeah. could, but I couldn't do it in mixed company without somebody asking me what in blue blazes I was putting on my body. So I think that the biggest hurdle we have is because marketing of pharmaceuticals and this kind of a corporate overtake of how we're supposed to be living our lives health in a health fashion, whether it's mind, body, or spirit, is so massive and so pervasive that I can only imagine being in your shoes. And God bless you for being the one to do it, because I'd probably take a stick to everybody if they came in. <laughs> so what, how, do you, how do you handle that big hurdle, doctor? Yeah. Well, first and foremost, I would say that the only reason I can even put words to all of this is because I went through it, right? Um, my own healing journey of, you know, reversing five pulled by me incurable, quote unquote, diseases was what got me to this point where I can speak with such confidence. And the other thing that I would say is it's not, it's not something that's a paradigm for me. It's not a Cassie thing. It is not a, it is nature, <laughs> life, truth, human. And so it's so easy to defend it. Um, and I will do it with every bit of me because it's not me, right? It's all of us. It is just truth. And so um, the thing that I think that I've experienced now that I've gone through it is one, I have, you know, the capacity um, and then I've learned grace, right? To a whole new level than I've ever experienced before um, with understanding the process that is unlearning um, because it is a very active, interactive, intentional um, effort. Um, it's, it's a journey all on its own. I, I almost think that the body just does what it does to buy us time to do this other work, right? And when you're dealing with human beings, you have to know that when you pull a paradigm, and this is what I had to learn, you know, even with myself, you're, when your foundation, when you realize that it is the weakest thing you could possibly stand on you were still standing on something. <laughs> and so you have to have the grace and the compassion with yourself to understand what it feels like for a human being to lose their foundation, even if it was a false sense of a foundation. And so we, that is why even the way I do medicine, I go and I spend time with the mind, the human, the emotions, the soul and the spirit that's sitting right in front of me before we try to go at any symptoms, any physical, anything, because of exactly what you're touching on here. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't believe in what you're doing, you're better off not doing it, even if right. it's true. And that that's something that we actually, nobody will admit that because then that would be like, okay, then you might not be ready to come see me. And so that's a very real 
reality that we need to be saying, it's, it's not anymore what we want. It's what you're prepared to do. Right. Right. So if you want to believe how I believe and how I speak, it's not, you're not ready. Right. If you're willing to hear and listen in a way that's like ravenous for food, ravenous yeah. for a new perspective, ravenous to see things in a different way. And at the same time, available for the grief, the loss, the fear, the uncertainty that is losing everything you thought you knew and thought you could trust in. Because when you go at these things, it takes away your, your saviors, your false saviors. Mm -hmm. And a false savior is still more comforting to the human intellect, the human mind, the human psyche than a temporary transition time of no savior. And oh my goodness, what am I doing? Yeah. So when you're dealing with a human being, you can't just go at symptoms, right? No. That, that would be, again, missing the whole point. You have to be with the human being. And I think, you know, me having to, I grew up on a farm too, and I can totally relate to everything you just said. Part <laughs> of that. That's why even my practice's name is grit, right? My dad would always say stuff to us all, all the time, like when we had to hoe cotton or when we had to do some hard stuff. And, you know, he'd tell us you have to have grit. And mm -hmm. when I got through the healing that I got through, I realized it wasn't a diet. It wasn't a supplement. It wasn't an herb. It wasn't a detox. It wasn't even a routine. It was that thing that was in between every action I took, which mm -hmm. the best word I could give it was grit. Like when you're doing this work and grit's a beautiful thing and it is a massively destructive and powerful thing. And you want to honor both and all sides of it um, because that's what gets you through because every truth will lead you to another truth. And I, I usually use relationship to explain some of these concepts too, but imagine if you were in, you know, a committed relationship for a mm -hmm. decade and you just adored the human. And then, you know, the truth came out that, that person was an actual like awful person, maybe even a serial killer. And <laughs> you just could not wrap your mind around it. Like you could right. not you know, live with this person. I would trust them with my life, my children's life. Like I can't, but then when you see, you know, the actual evidence, you know, video footage of something catastrophic, your brain has to do this 180. And when it encounters truth, you can't unsee it. You can't unhear it. And you can't unexperience what you just did. And so then the, part that requires the grit is to go through the truth that you will mourn the loss of that person, even though you know the truth of it, because you are, you still had a story about that human being mm -hmm. that you're going to grieve. You are going to mourn. You're going to ache for them. You are going to miss them. You're going to crave them. It's not in to go into this world is exactly that it's to meet truth and look it in the eyes and also have that here we go feeling. Yeah, because I love this. Go, go ahead. Well, <laughs> I, just, I love this because I oftentimes, and I know Meryl does too, We you hear women, um, especially if they've, as they're going through menopause mm -hmm. or if they've gone, if they're, if they're battling, and I'll use that, that verb, cancer or some other mm -hmm. ailment, disease, they feel like their bodies betrayed them. Mm -hmm. Even if it's as, as, minor as a cosmetic shift through menopause like oh i got the weight around my tummy or my i'm not as energetic as i used to be my body's not the same i'm not the same mm -hmm. i think being i love this idea if you have this grit of saying okay this is this is what was and it doesn't mean that you can't carry a lot of the strength and the beauty of what was into what will be but it's it's being honest about it it's that whole you said something earlier you said um 
you said nature, life, truth, human. And I just think that these, these components, we, you, you walk them through that. This is really powerful. This is a theme that we have on these, on our shows consistently is the power of us is how yeah. incredibly powerful we are. And we, we acquiesce or we just, we unknowingly give it up oftentimes. I love your approach. Yeah. It's and really, I'm, it's really beautiful because, because also I think that, 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 you know, you talked about the story and I think that sometimes it's very hard. I think that you're looking at a patient and you're like taking them in as a human being, like embracing them as this divine being that has walked into your place. But what are those stories that they're still attached to? And what are the stories that sometimes you don't want to let go of? And sometimes it's frightening to grieve the things that we know that don't work anymore, but they served you for so long. So it's scary to think, what do I do without that? Right. You know, like there's those moments and, and I love your approach. It's like, let's come into this. Like, where are you? Are you ready to go on a journey where you're actually going to, you're going to heal. You're going to allow this healing to happen. Right. Uh, If I'm, not mistaken. <laughs> there are two things that I thought that y'all both brought up here too, and a word that was very, a very powerful, very loaded word that I would agree a lot of women and even men that I work with, um, especially if you have any chronic um, condition or um, any significant healing journey, is that word betrayal, right? Um, and we have to acknowledge all sides of that because there has been a betrayal, but it's not your body against you. It's been you against your body. And when you flip that around and see the truth of it, the reason you're feeling betrayal is betrayal is there, right? It's not your body betraying you. It's you looking at the body every single breath of your life. It has done everything it can do to save your life. And you have judged it because the scab wasn't enough because this, 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 something else, some of some other condition, some other um, comparison or judgment-based expectation that you have on it. So there is a betrayal and we do need to heal that betrayal. And that's something that I, you know, work with, um, with my patients is restoring that relationship because there is a very, very, very sad, heartbreaking betrayal that we're all doing um, every single day until you really start doing this work. And that's why um, you know, I, I speak about the body the way I do because of everything I had to learn. Um, so one of the healing expressions that I had was with my skin. And I remember just being so frustrated. I'm like, okay, so it's not bad enough that it's in my nervous system. It's not bad enough that my skin has been altered and now it's affecting my brain and it's affecting my capacity, you know, from being a very athletic person to not being able to, but then it hits my skin. And I was like, very interested in why that was a separate category for me. (laughs) My capacity to walk, talk, think, see, touch, experience, and then my appearance. And it was the appearance that just completely broke my heart, right? Everything else was terrifying to experience and completely disheartening to not be able to do what you once could. But my appearance was what required another level of vision another level of hearing, another level of availability. And it was the last thing to change. And I don't think that that was coincidence. And everything that I learned through 
you know, my skin not presenting in the way that the world thinks is beautiful for me to realize that that imperfection, that those sores, that those blisters, that those bumps were saving my life. It, when I realized the truth of it, still makes me emotional now. When you think of the magnitude that every wrinkle, that every bump, every blemish, every discoloration, everything that you have judged as wrong, those little things have saved your life in ways that you could not even imagine. And when you start really learning about the human body, when you learn how it tucks away toxins, when you learn how it preserves kidney function um, at the you know expense of you know how you look and but to save your life, like imagine yeah. again, let's put this in a relationship. You're in a relationship with somebody who's working tirelessly. They're not eating, they're not sleeping to take care of you, to nourish you, to make sure that you are bathed and fed and you know, that your hair is brushed and that your skin is moisturizing, that your clothes are clean and they're working tirelessly. And when they walk in the room, you call them ugly. <laughs> and when they walk in the room, you tell them they're doing it wrong. And right. when they walk in the room, you... Only because they didn't have time to shower. Really and that's, you just, <laughs> it's true. You're equating like, okay, you've been working really hard providing for me. You haven't taken a shower. You're a little bit odiferous here. And I'm <laughs> not going to be grateful for what you... I get it. I... I, I yeah, I turn everything into something a little bit further, but I, yeah. I, I, I love that. No, and it's I, beautiful. I love every, every every challenge as as a as a looking for the silver lining, looking for the re, the reason things are happening are not necessarily to you, but sometimes for you. Oftentimes, for even you. even the silver lining, like it's just the gold. <laughs> right. It's it's the it would if we could take like really touch the truth, right? It would instantaneously change how you see yourself, how you see others, how you see how your body heals. And that's why I spend as much of my time, effort and voice because I learned the long hard way mm -hmm. to learn that this would expedite the whole journey. And not only would it expedite the whole journey and it would increase and speed up um, the time that it took to have physical changes, physical healing changes, but it also changes why they ever could have existed in the first place. Right. 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 Um, and, but it's a, it's an all the way in thing. You can't be okay. Well, I'll you know, partially do <laughs> or this until I get a wrinkle or until I get a pimple or until my skin does something that I don't approve of or, you know, it's, you don't get to be half in, half out on this thing because mm -hmm. you don't get the deliciousness when you're half in, half out. And you don't get, you know, everyone that hears of patients that I work with that get the cures, that get the healing, that, you know, have these magnificent things happen in three months, two months, one visit, two visits. Um, they don't understand <laughs> that it wasn't a diet. It wasn't they went at the cause, right? And when we talk about root cause medicine, a lot of people are saying these words, but they're not going at what a root cause actually is for a human being, right? Right. Um, we're saying it's in the gut. We're saying that it's, you know, in food. And these are all, these all impact the human body, but there's no exception to healing. Healing just mm -hmm. happens, right? And I, I push this even, you know, with a quote that I've gotten so much heat for, but you can heal even if you eat a jelly bean, right? The healing <laughs> How you feel might change and probably will change, but the healing never stops because healing's a promise. And so, you know, we really, the amount of, of perception change we 
have to get to, to get the grace and the beauty of the gift that comes from seeing it. We're still so far away because we, we don't even know how to look at ourselves and not judge. We don't know how to um, look at ourselves and look for anything that's beautiful. Right. It's sad that that has to be a practice that it's not our knee-jerk reaction. We could tell you every scar we have, every pimple we have, <laughs> we know every wrinkle and every you know thing that we think is imperfect. And then we say, what makes your heart light up? What makes your eyes sparkle and make a, mm-hmm. you know, a light photon spark? Do you know? <laughs> this is so great. I wish we had more time. I'm, I'm sorry, we have such a short show, but... Um, what I wanted to say is Bobby, my significant other, talks about like, you know, a tree doesn't wake up in the morning and you, one of the branches falls off and goes, that's it. We're fucked. I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm going to kill off all the rest of the branches. But it's true. It's like their healing always happens. And, and, you know, we're in a we're in a world that it sort of doesn't come from that place. And the fact that you're going at true, true root cause, like the truth of the cause and, and really is just profound. I'm, I'm mesmerized by what you're saying. And, and so, so hope that you'll come back and talk to us again, because you're really, it's, it's stunning. And it, and it really is a belief system that we haven't gone into this in, in, in the same kind of depth that you speak about it, but it's, it's so, it's so resonating that I'm like, I feel Kind of we want to expose you more on our yeah, platform. So we want absolutely. to expose you more. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're amazing. You. Yeah, you're amazing. And you're speaking a language that nobody out there is speaking it in, in, in this way, which is so beautiful. So thank you for that. Thank you all so much. Oh, such a pleasure to talk thank to you. Great time. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today on Outcomes the Sun. Uh, You can listen to our podcast on Spotify, on Apple, and on YouTube. And you can donate to the Mariel Hemingway Foundation at themarielhemingwayfoundation.org. And I want to spell Hemingway for you, H-E-M-I-N-G-W-A-Y.org. I only say that because a lot of people put two M's. And that just won't work. Um, also on, if you're watching on YouTube, you can go to the donate button at the bottom and it will take you right to a link with a QR code. And, uh, if you go to marielhemingway.org, you can also press the donate button and be able to donate to the foundation, which is designed to help guide people towards finding the right solutions for their mental health issues. Um, that is my goal. I'm just trying to raise money so I can come up with an app and a website that has all the information you could possibly want to know about mental health and where to go. But we are in the process of making that happen and your donation means so much to us. So thank you so much and we'll see you next week. 